A very good morning to everyone. Welcome to the Sunday service of Free Community Church. Uh, and advance Dipavali to all those who are celebrating it. For those who don't celebrate, at least we get a rest day tomorrow. For those who manage, who will be managing to get a rest day. But as we gather together here, let us just quieten our hearts and prepare our hearts for a time of worship. Come in, come in and sit down. You are a part of the family. We are lost and we are found, and we are a part of the family. We know, God, that we who have gathered here are a part of the family, but we also know that the family is much bigger still. There, there are, are people, people we don't understand. understand. There, are there are people, people we disagree with. with. There, there are people we don't like. There are people who don't, don't like us. us. Challenge us, God, to expand our vision of family until we see all of creation as one big family. Amen. Now let's join the worship team for a time of worshipping together. To the King of Heaven, praise. 
Let us pray. Lord, we come today to give you thanks, to acknowledge your goodness and recall your steadfast love. Where we stumble, hold us. Where we falter, guide us. When we wander, gather us. Restore us to a straight path. Lead us on a way that's sure and true. When our souls faint, restore us. When we are lost to you, redeem us. When distressed, Lord, notice us. In your mercy, O Lord, deliver and restore us. And when we cry to you, Lord, hear us. When we don't listen, incline our ears that we might hear you. For we are thirsty, and you promise to satisfy. For we are hungry, and you fill us with good things. God of our lives, you're always calling us to follow you into the future, inviting us to new ventures, new challenges, new ways to care, new ways to touch the lives and hearts of all. When we are fearful of the unknown, give us courage. When we are worried that we are not up to the task, Remind us that you would not call us if you did not believe in us. When we get tired or feel disappointed with the way things are going, remind us that you can bring change and hope out of the most difficult situations. And so, whenever we go, May the joy of God, the gracious, be with us. Wherever we go, may the face of Christ, the kindly, be with us. And wherever we go, may the encompassing of the Spirit of grace be with us. Wherever we go, may the presence of the Trinity around us bless and keep us. And all this we pray in Jesus' precious name. Amen.
So very good morning to all of you, and welcome to FCC. Even as we move into the time of sharing, um, I wanted to invite you to get onto Menti. Uh, for those of you who are familiar, you know what we're doing. For those of you who might be relatively new, uh, we usually use Menti as a way for us to engage during sermon time. So you don't have to keep listening to me. I want to hear you. I want to hear your insight. I want to hear your experiences. Uh, and so if you get onto Menti today, I have a couple of questions that I want to consult you on, okay? So you can use the QR code. Uh, or you can use the short link, fcc.li slash mentee. And it'll take you to the um, group of slides that we have for today. So you can follow along with those slides as well as the mentee questions, okay? So I'm just recovering um, from a fever and a cold. <laughs> so if my voice sounds a bit funny, uh, that's the reason why. So do keep me in prayer as we try to get this going, <laughs> okay? Um, will you join me in prayer as we begin? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable to you, God, earth maker, pain bearer, life giver, who breathe your breath of life into us making us living beings filled with your spirit. Amen. So we began this preaching series, everyone, immediately after our 20th anniversary service by asking these three questions. Who are we? What kind of community are we? And what kind of community is God calling us to be? So I kicked off this series by sharing about gratitude and how we should experience it both as an emotion and an ethic. And over the past few weeks, our various preachers explored topics such as giving of ourselves, peacemaking, and decentering. And you can catch up on those on our YouTube channel. Okay. And I asked myself, what else? What else do I sense God calling us to be as a community? What is vital to our identity as a people of God? You know, in the past, when people asked me what guidelines I used in order to make difficult or challenging choices and decisions, I told them that there are two questions that I always ask myself in most situations. And these two questions are, one, is it loving? Two, is it life-giving? And I found these two questions very helpful to me when I have to make difficult decisions. Is it loving? Is it life-giving? So in a sense, it was a no-brainer that when I asked myself, what is vital to our identity as a people of God, the word life-giving flashed through my mind. And this is not just an arbitrary thought, right? It's not just a casual thought, like, hmm, maybe life-giving is good. In fact, Jesus told his followers very clearly in John 10.10, 10, his mission, his mission, his purpose, he says, I came that they may have life and have it abundantly, right? Familiar to many of you? John 10.10, 10, I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. 
And I know that many of you have heard this verse before, and you've heard many different understandings of this verse. And so I want to ask you, right? Poll you, okay? We'll build a word cloud together. What does it mean to have life and to live it abundantly? So even if this is the first time you're hearing this verse, right? What does it mean to have life to you? What does it mean to be living your life abundantly? What words come to your mind? All right? It could be words, it could be phrases. Is it like a fulfilling life? Is it like a happy life? Is it a life filled with all sorts of things? Yeah, lovely. Peace, right? Yeah, peace is definitely part of it, right? Wellness, joy, meaning, a meaningful life, God-centered, purpose. Yeah, purpose is quite a big one, right? A sense of purpose is really important. Connection, I guess, connects. Generosity, wholeness, yeah. Love, truth. Loved, right? Ikigai. <laughs> yes, definitely. Lots of laughter, absolutely, I totally agree. Worry-free, maybe. Planted, like rooted, maybe, yeah. Having things. I guess, I mean, we do need things. Helping others in need. Mm -hmm. Freedom, the grace of God. It, compassion, meaning. You see, like, two of those big words up there that a lot of you say contributes to a full life, an abundant life, is meaning and purpose. That's beautiful. I love it. Beautiful, thank you. Yes, I see some of you quoting verses, Matthew 6, is it? Wholehearted, yep, love it. Walking together, no lack of anything. Service to other people, helping. This is wonderful, thank you so much for contributing to that. What does it mean to have life? and to have it abundantly. Interestingly that none of you said anything about eternal life. <laughs> Very good! <laughs> no, I mean, it's a good thing. It's a good thing because sometimes, some people understand this verse as meaning, oh, Jesus came so that you might have life, meaning eternal life. And while I agree that it includes the meaning of eternal life, meaning that we spend an eternity with God, I believe it means so much more. And so much of what you have said is in that meaning. Abundant life means wholeness. It means well-being in this life on earth. It means having a sense of meaning and purpose plucked into something bigger. I think that's what abundant life means. And I say this because Jesus was telling the people that he came to give them life in the midst of them living under the oppressive rule of the Roman Empire. In the Roman world at that time, about 70 to 80% of the population actually lived in poverty. And although the Roman emperors, they liked to kind of present themselves as good shepherds, they actually called themselves good shepherds, huh? promising security and abundance for the empire's subjects, what most of its subjects actually experienced was sickness, poverty, and oppression. 
And that's why Jesus' claim of being the ultimate good shepherd who offers abundant life was such a refreshing change that brought hope to the people. And you know, his words were not just empty words. They were supported by his actions of healing, raising to life, changing water into wine, the miraculous feeding of the 5,000. So when Jesus said, I came that they may have life and have it abundantly, he was offering to bring wholeness and well-being to individuals, society, and the world. And that continues to be Jesus' promise to us today. I came that you may have life and have it abundantly. We want to be a faith community that understands and lifts out what it means to be life-giving, to help bring wholeness and well-being to individuals, to society, to the world. But first, it begins with us. Do we live what Jesus calls the abundant life, a life full of wholeness, meaning, purpose, well-being, and do you know what is life-giving for you, I wonder? What is life-giving for you? And by this I mean, what helps you experience a sense of wholeness and well-being in your life? And this is a general question, okay, because I want to kind of poll so that you can help one another, right? And I'm not talking about just like reading the Bible, although of course it's very helpful, praying, you know, not just spiritual endeavors, right? Those are helpful too, and so please put that up if those help you. But I'm talking about all kinds of things. So what is life-giving for you? So for some of you, doing things with your hands, making crafts, like today we have um, crocheting, right? Let my mark. Yeah, I mean, for him, that is tremendously life-giving, right? And, I, and for me also, doing tactile things, right, is life-giving. <laughs> yes, food and water, yes, very important, basic stuff. Yes, cooking, and I was going to say, like, for me, cooking is life-giving. I love cooking for myself, for other people. Um, there's something I enjoy about that process, right? So what is life-giving for you? Sleep, yes. Please sleep. I was just telling somebody today, just before service, sleep. Research has shown that sleep is the number one factor that influences our physical and mental health. All right? So, but most of us don't have very good quality sleep. Okay? So please work on it for yourself. Right? Get good sleep. So yes, sleep is very big. <laughs> I think a lot of people need sleep. Right? <coughs> Excuse me. So yes, rest, knowledge, spending time with loved ones, um, being able to work, being able to care, yeah. In faith and wholeheartedly, yes. Time with friends and family. Yes, I see sleep there, very big, and also with emoticon plus that, right? <laughs> so very important, it is extremely important. Yes, travel, peace of God, journaling, sharing, meditation, hosting, eating together, giving love, yes. Consistency, having purpose, connection, deep conversations, yeah. Contributing, right? Giving of yourself in some way, reading the word, being able to help others, friends, exercise, yes. 
important too. <laughs> Peace of God, yes. So journaling is coming up, right? I'm glad quite a few of you do journaling. I, I find it very helpful for myself also. Things like community, yoga, lovely. Being of service, books, freedom. Thank you. Food, yes. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. That's beautiful. So for those of you who need ideas, right? What could be life giving for you? Many ideas up there, right? Add on to your list of things, right? That could be life-giving for you. Try out new things, perhaps. And it might be interesting how it feeds you, how it nurtures you. So how do you live in a way that's life-giving, both for yourself and for others? There's a passage of scripture that might be helpful to us as we try to figure this out together. And this passage comes from Matthew 11, verse 28 to 30. Also probably a familiar passage to some of you. And Jesus says, Come to me, all you who are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. In this passage, Jesus acknowledges the heavy burdens that we are carrying in our lives. Perhaps in our time, it's our worries about our health, our families, our loved ones, our jobs, our relationships, our future. And Jesus invites us to take his yoke upon us, learn from him, and find a rest for our souls that we can only experience through him. So what is a yoke for those of us who are not farmers? A yoke is a wooden cross piece that is fastened over the necks of two animals so that they can pull a cart or a plow. And Jesus is using the yoke as a metaphor. See, the Jews at that time were yoked to the Mosaic law. And there was nothing wrong with the Mosaic law, just that the problem was that religious leaders added thousands of man-made laws to those God-given laws. So there are many, 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 many laws, right? And at the same time, the Roman Empire also placed heavy tax burdens on the people. And so the people were weighed down with a very heavy, burdensome yoke. And it was in this context that Jesus was inviting the people to take up his yoke because he says his yoke is easy and his burden is light. And it's not that different today, right? Perhaps the circumstances have changed, but many of us are weary and burdened. We are weighed down by all the demands, all the expectations that we carry. And this morning, Jesus is inviting you to put down your heavy yokes. But he doesn't just stop there. He says... Take my yoke upon you. It's interesting that Jesus doesn't say just throw off your heavy yokes and go live your life in whatever way you want, merrily and freely, right? It's like, instead, he invites us to put down our heavy yokes and then take up his yoke upon us because it is easy and the burden is light. 
So Jesus is clear that there are expectations to following Him. And we still have responsibilities and things perhaps won't always be easy. But Jesus is gentle and He promises to do it with us. Even in the difficult seasons, we can find rest and peace because we are yoked to Him. We are not doing this alone. It's almost contradictory to talk about light burdens and easy yokes, right? How can a burden be light and a yoke easy? Well, it's possible if it resonates with your soul. Jesus' yoke can be easy and the burden light if it is what you are meant to do. And you know it deep within. Some of you mentioned it in the word cloud earlier, right? Meaning and purpose, and that was really big. It appeared with many of you. One of the things that is truly and consistently life-giving for me, it's having a sense of purpose and meaning in my work. A sense of being plugged into something much bigger than me. And so Jesus is saying to us, plug into the mission God has for our world together with me. Come, come participate in God's work of shalom, the joy of restoring all things, all relationships to what they were meant to be, to wholeness and well-being. And this is a shared yoke, you and me together, so that you will never have to do this alone. I will be right beside you, co-creating with you, holding you up when things get a little too heavy. This yoke is easy and the burden is light because it resonates with your soul. Elizabeth Johnson says, what is the yoke Jesus offers? We might infer it, that it is his teaching, his way of discipleship, which is not burdensome but life-giving. He invites the weary to learn from him for he is not a tyrant who lords it over his disciples, but he is gentle and humble in heart. His yoke is easy, and in Greek that is krestos, better translated to good or kind. His yoke is good or kind, and his burden is light. To take his yoke upon oneself is to be yoked to the one in whom God's kingdom of justice, mercy and compassion is breaking into this world and to find the rest for which the soul longs. It's not that Jesus invites us to a life of ease. Following him will be full of risks and challenges, as he has made abundantly clear. He calls us to a life of humble service, but it is a life of freedom and joy instead of slavery. It is a life yoked to Jesus under God's gracious and merciful reign, free from the burden of sin and the need to prove oneself, free to rest deeply and securely in God's grace. And so I want to let you hear a slightly different version of Matthew 11, verse 28 to 30. And this comes from the message, which is a more contemporary translation by Eugene Peterson. And he renders it this way. He says, are you tired? Worn out? burnt out on religion? Get a, come to me, 
Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. I love that. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. That is Jesus' invitation and gift to us. We don't have to follow the false rhythms of the world. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. Richard Ross says, if our religion has no deep joy and no inherent contentment about it, then it's not the real thing. If our religion is primarily fear of self, the world, and God, if it is primarily focused on meeting religious duties and obligations, then it is indeed a hard yoke and heavy burden. I'll go so far as to say it's hardly worthwhile. I think the promise from Jesus that his burden is easy and light seeks to reassure us that rigid and humorless religion is not his way and certainly not the only way. You know, God lives within us, loves through us. So let's seek joy in God and peace within. We can learn to rest in the good, the true, and the beautiful. We can learn the unforced rhythms of grace as we look to Jesus who walks beside us. And as followers of Christ, we are called to live in ways that are life-giving both for ourselves and also for others. And I wonder, what did someone say or do that was life-giving for you? Have you experienced that moment where you go like, ah, that kind of breathed life into me. That kind of refreshed me or rejuvenated me. That encouraged me, that moved me. And I wonder, what has someone actually said or done that was life-giving for you? And I ask you because it also helps give us ideas, right? Not just being grateful for what people have done for us, but what we can do for others as well. So take this time to think a little bit. What has someone said or done that was life-giving for you? Spending time mentoring me, yes. Pouring their time and energy into you, right? Someone who gave me permission to be myself, wow, that's lovely. Thank you for your presence. Tell me more, yeah. That is one of the most useful questions, actually, that we use sometimes in counselling. Tell me more. When someone speak, starts sharing about something, and you feel like maybe they have some, some more to say, will you tell me more? You are not alone. Mm -hmm. Someone giving compassion to me, both friends and strangers. Isn't that a gift? Such a gift. Compassion to you. Compassion to yourself as well. You are not alone appears again. So important, right? Putting trust in me. When I was given permission to be myself, feeling accepted, yeah. 
treating me to a meal. Yes, so lunchtime later, uh, can practice already. Uh. Told me I was a good person even when I didn't think I was. Someone believing in you, right? When he helped others without expecting anything in return. Yep. Taking me under her wing without my asking. Wow. Normal breast tissue. Okay. Sometimes that's what we need, right? Someone will just tell us, don't worry. It's normal. It's okay. You are loved. Yep. Affirmation of my contributions, right? When people appreciate you, when they affirm you. Reminding me how far I have come and how far all of us have come. Give yourself a pat on the back, okay? Giving me permission to say no, and it's okay because I need to not abandon myself. Absolutely. <laughs> Pastor Pauline's sermons, thank you. That is life-giving for me. Thank you. Praying with me, blessing my relationship, yes. Letting me help them, yes, right? Then you realize that sometimes what is life-giving for others is not just you giving them help, but you actually letting them help you can also be very life-giving for others. When God gave me peace after I prayed and sang worship songs, yeah, felt my burdens lifted and that things would be okay. How beautiful. Understanding where I'm coming from and being honest, yes. Understanding is one of the biggest gifts, right? It's profound. Daddy is proud of you and will always love you all. Oh, that is so sweet. Someone trusting me, yes. Understanding me, seeing me, letting me know I count. The biggest longings that we human beings have, right? Being seen, being understood, knowing that we matter. Affirming my unpopular opinions helps, right? To have someone say, okay, yep, it's unpopular, but all good. A hug when I needed one, yep. You don't have to be perfect, yes. Please tell yourself that. That I'm so much more than I think I am, yes. Being witty, a good friend, funny, intelligent, doing a cell group on death. <laughs> Thank you, Judith. Thank you, Judith. Affirmation when I'm down and out, yes. Coming to FCC, oh, I'm so glad. I'm so glad it's life-giving for you. I hope that we will grow in this area. Saying it's okay, don't worry, yep. Show me how not to be afraid. Mm -hmm. Easing burdens and establishing relationships, yep. Telling me that it's okay not to be okay. Yeah, absolutely. All the people who serve at FCC, yes, thank you. Please appreciate them, okay? Thank you. Thank you for making our services happen. Thank you for making our ministries continue to survive and thrive. Right? Coming out, yes. Coming out, right? Being authentic, being fully yourself, not fragmented, right? That I'm not my disease, yes. We are not any of the things that are associated with us, but... We are much more than that. Words of encouragement, allowing me to vent. Richard Raw for writing his books. Yes, I agree with you on that. When someone greets you at the door, when I enter FCC church door, Pastor Pauline and Pastor Miak's sermon speak to me. Oh, I'm so, so glad to hear that. Thank you. And I'm sure um, Pastor Miak will be very, it'll be life-giving for him to know that as well. Thank you for sharing all this. It's all so beautiful and so life-giving, right? I mean, even... If you hear it, even as you look at it, you feel that this gives life, right, to some extent. Imagine what you're able to do, the potential of what you're able to do for yourself and for others. 
So what about you? Are your words and your actions a source of life to others? Or do they sometimes bring death, violence and destruction? So I don't mean physical death or violence or destruction, but you know sometimes our words potentially and our actions can bring death to someone's spirit. And so do our words and our actions tear down or do they build up? A few years ago, I read something that moved me deeply <clears throat> called The Sound of the Genuine by Howard Thurman. So Howard Thurman was a theologian. He was a civil rights leader. And he was a mentor to Martin Luther King Jr. And I want you to just take your time to listen to this as I read it to you. If it helps for you to close your eyes, please feel free to do so. Um, just take this time to just listen and allow these words to seep into your soul. And this is what he said. There is in every person something that waits and listens for the sound of the genuine. There is in you something that waits and listens for the sound of the genuine in yourself. Nobody like you has ever been born and no one like you will ever be born again. You are the only one. If you cannot hear it, you will never find whatever it is for which you are searching. And if you hear it and then do not follow it, it was better that you had never been born. You are the only you that has ever lived. Your idiom is the only idiom of its kind in all the existences, and if you cannot hear the sound of the genuine in you, you will, all of your life, spend your days on the ends of strings that someone else pulls. The sound of the genuine is flowing through you. Don't be deceived and thrown off by all the noises that are part even of your dreams and your ambitions, when you don't hear the sound of the genuine in you. Because that is the only true guide you will ever have. And if you don't have that, you don't have a thing. Cultivate the discipline of listening to the sound of the genuine in yourself. There's something in everybody that waits and listens for the sound of the genuine in other people. I must wait and listen for the sound of the genuine in you. I must wait. For if I cannot hear it, then in my scheme of things, you are not ever present. So as I live my life then, this is what I am trying to fulfill, that I'm secure because I hear the sound of the genuine in myself. And having learned to listen to that, I can become quiet enough, still enough, to hear the sound of the genuine in you. Now, if I hear the sound of the genuine in me, and if you hear the sound of the genuine in you, it is possible for me to go down in my spirit and come up in your spirit, so that when I look at myself through your eyes, Having made that pilgrimage, I see in me what you see in me. 
Then the wall that separates and divides will disappear, and we will become one, because the sound of the genuine makes the same music. Isn't that beautiful? I think it would be marvelously life-giving if you could hear the sound of the genuine in yourself. And that would be the first step before you can begin to hear the sound of the genuine in others. And as a community, it would be infinitely life-giving if we can wait and listen for the sound of the genuine in one another. So I wonder, after all that we've reflected on and thought about today, what is one life-giving thing you'd like to do for yourself or for others? Or and for others. So just take this moment for yourself as a time to reflect and also a time to commit, to commit to an action. What is one life-giving thing? It could be a small thing, right? Maybe you decide, okay, I'm going to join the crafts thing today. <laughs> oh, I don't, I don't think they already meet their maximum already. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go talk to a friend. I'm going to just give a word of affirmation to someone who's serving today. Right? I'm going to practice self-compassion on myself. Right? I'm going to do something nice for myself. What is one life-giving thing you'd like to do for yourself and or others today? To say kind words, yeah. Our words mean a lot, right? To spend time with Jesus and to tune in to what He is presently doing, yes. Please do. To listen attentively and speak kindly to friends. Mm -hmm. To listen to the sound of the genuine in yourself and in others. To really listen, to rest, yeah? to give my unconditional regard when connecting with others. Mm -hmm. Except then I'm neuroqueer, yay! Right? To celebrate that, right? Even if you're neurodivergent, yay! Be kind, especially when I don't feel like it. Mm -hmm. Be more understanding about people's limitations, yes. And our own as well, right? That's something I've been learning um, as I grow older, right? To be kind to my own limitations, to be aware of them, uh, and, and, to be, and to take care of myself as well as I take care of other people. Be kind where I could be harsh, yeah? To give value to other people's stories, yeah. To honour people's stories, right? Because every story is sacred. To offer a listening ear without judgement, I'll try, okay? That's all we can do, is to try, right? So to spend quality time, yeah. to learn to ask how others are doing, yeah. just, just to pause and to really show interest, right? to say hello, yes. So be brave. Okay? If today you're feeling a bit hermitish, it's okay. You can just say hello. Right? To give some time to others, yep. to be supportive but honest. Yep. Less screen time. Mm, I think all of us could do with that, right? To be involved in the cloud project, yes, come join us. Right? That will be our project as we envision um, our, the use of the space and what God's call for us as a community is in the next 10 to 20 years. To clear up doubts quickly, yes, clarify, and to think the best possible of others, yeah, very helpful. To make quiet time to spend with God, yes, do not judge, mm -hmm. 
come out, came out, or come out to conservative Christian friends and trust that God will be there. Yes, come out to your friends. I know it's hard. I totally know what that, that, that situation can be like. But God is always there. God is right beside you. Random act of kindness, yeah. Be easygoing, sensitive, but authentic when spending time with people, yes. Pray more for me and others and listen to God's direction and instructions, yes. Right, to plug in, right? To volunteer in the praise and worship team, <laughs> to be easygoing, okay. To attend the FCC prayer meeting on every Wednesday at 8 p.m., woohoo! I'll see you there. Okay, I don't know, and that's a perfectly fine answer as well. Take, t- take your time to think, all right? Give credit when it's due, yes. Appreciative and compassionate, yeah. What a great combination, right? To let my own writing breathe, yes. Beautiful. Thank you, thank you for taking time to share, to offer words of praise, yes. Thank you for taking time to share what you are committing to do for yourself and for others. Jesus said, I came that you may have life and have it abundantly. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Then as we learn to live in ways that are life-giving for ourselves and for others, let us co-create with Christ to help bring wholeness and well-being to individuals, society, and the world. Will you join me in prayer as we close? Oh, great and loving God, thank you for living and loving in us and through us. May all that we do flow from our deep connection with you and all beings. Help us become a community that follows the way of Jesus, willing to be vulnerable as we listen to the sound of the genuine in ourselves and each other. Listen to our heart's longings for the healing of our world. Help the church to be more like Christ, taking his yoke as our own, to be one people united in your love, knowing you are hearing us better than we are speaking. We offer these prayers in all the holy names of God. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Pauline, for that very thought-provoking sermon. Very moving. Good morning, everybody. We gather each Sunday at this table. Even though at this time we are not all physically in together, the table of God's feast transcends time and space because God's love transcends all boundaries. So this table recognizes no boundaries. Here at FCC, we celebrate an open table. This means you do not have to meet any criteria. You do not have to be a member of FCC. You do not have to be baptized. You only need to recognize that God's grace is sufficient. All together, please.
God of mercy and justice, be with us. We lift our hearts to you, not because we have to, not because we are supposed to, but because it's how we respond to your unconditional love. Because it feels good to know we are loved. And as long as there have been people to tell them, our ancestors in faith have shared stories of your mercy, of, of how, how you gave, gave food, food to the, the poor, poor, clothes to, to the naked, and, and shelter to the lost. As long as there have been people to tell them, our ancestors in faith have shared stories of your justice, of how, of you, how gave you gave freedom, freedom to the enslaved, opportunities, opportunities to the outcast, and peace to the, the war-torn. You acted with both mercy and justice, rescuing, rescuing the, Israelites the Israelites from slavery in Egypt, providing, providing them with manna when they, when were, they hungry. were hungry. And your people acted with both mercy and justice, like the, like prophets, the prophets who cried out to care, to care for, for the widow, orphan, orphan and foreigner. foreigner. And those, those who provided food, food shelter, shelter, and, and community. community. You have shared your mercy and justice with us, not only as gifts to be received from you, but as gifts that we are to share with the world. We see this gift most clearly in the gift of your Son, Jesus Christ. Jesus showed us what a life of mercy and justice looked like. In mercy, mercy, he gave, gave food, food to, to the, the hungry. hungry. With, with justice, justice, he broke social custom and shared tables with, with the powerful and, and the lowly at once. once. In mercy, mercy he, he cared, cared for, for the sick. With justice, he, he broke religious custom and healed on, on the Sabbath. In mercy, he had compassion for the poor. With justice, he spoke, he spoke out against the empire that held them in poverty. In mercy, he washed his disciples' feet. With justice, he died without protest to expose a corrupt system. On the night he was handed over to the unjust system that killed him, he protested by sharing a meal with his friends. There, he took bread, gave thanks for God's mercy in providing it, shared God's mercy by giving it to his friends, then called them to remember the injustice of his broken body every time he ate bread. After they ate, he took the cup, gave thanks for God's mercy in providing it, sharing God's mercy by giving it to his friends, then called them to remember the injustice of his spilled blood every time they drank wine. Together. But that wasn't all. all. God's, God's mercy, mercy and justice burst forth when, when Jesus died. And, and his resurrection gave hope to all those who hunger for mercy and thirst for justice. 
God, God will always, always equip, equip those who seek to share mercy and justice. Even death cannot stop God's incredible grace. So we ask God's Holy Spirit to be poured out on this meal, on these gifts of mercy, bread and juice, that where we, we may remember Jesus' ministry of mercy and justice, that these gifts of mercy may become for us the body and blood of Christ, so that we may show mercy and do justice, not just for ourselves, but for the transformation of the world. May the stewards come forward as I distribute, and the elements will be distributed to all. Those at home, can you please uh, prepare your elements as well? We shall partake together.
moments with gratefulness. Would you please stand and embody your spirit? And together, please. God, God through this, this meal, we pray, pray that, that your, your grace will empower us to do, to justice, do justice, to offer mercy, and to, and to do, do so, so with humility. You have given, given us your Son as an example, and, and your Holy Spirit as advocate. As advocate. Give us the courage to do your work in the world. Amen. Please be seated. And will you hold on to the cups and let the um, ushers come to collect them? Thank you, Pastor Pauline, for the sermon. Uh, as I was listening to the sermon, I was just reminded of something that I read. It's called Deep Breath. This journey, this path, is not meant to have you question who you are, but instead help you align who you've been with who you are meant to be. I hope you know that only you know what that means. No one can tell you who you are except for you. I mean, yeah, as I was listening to the song of the genuine, I mean, this, this popped up to my mind. But I think the, the idea is for us to be aligned with who we are meant to be, called in God, you cannot do it alone. It's not possible. That's why this is called a free community church. Free stands for first realize everyone's equal. Yes, everyone's equal. Everyone has the potential and ability to reach, you know, wherever. You know, no, no one is better or worse than the other. But as a community and as a church, it is who we are called together to come together so that we may walk this journey together, which is, ties in very well with this sermon series of called Everyone. No one is a silo and no one is supposed to walk this journey alone. So I'd like to welcome you all once again to the Sunday service of Free Community Church. If you're new with us, uh, whether you're new for this week or past month only, we uh, would like you to sign up and give us some of your details at fcc.ly slash welcome. Uh, this will allow the pastors and some of our church staff to actually reach out to you so that we may know uh, how we may uh, cater to your needs or what needs you may have. We also have a welcome, newcomers welcome meeting every month this newcomers meeting, this month's newcomers meeting will be on 26th of November, immediately after service. If you are interested, uh, please email info at freecomchurch to indicate your interest to join. Uh, now we've come to the giving segment of the church, uh, of the service. So you may give by two means. One is giving by pay now by scanning the two QR codes. The other is giving by credit card at freecomchurch.give.asia. There's actually two accounts. One is for the general fund and one is for the building fund. Giving by credit card only goes to a general fund and the platform charges a 1.5% platform fee. For those on site, if you'd like to give, uh, the stewards will go around. Uh, please raise your hands later and the stewards will go around to give you. Uh, to pass the back to you. Let us now pray. God, indeed we give thanks to you for you are the life-giving God. 
And though some of our experiences in our lives may not seem that life-giving to us, but we know that you love us. And in order for us to love ourselves, God, we cannot hate any of these experiences. For these experiences are what make who we are. God, we lift up our finances, our resources, our time and our effort to you. That we not only come each Sunday to give, but in our daily lives, may we learn to give as a response to your love for us. We continue to pray for your wisdom and your guidance that indeed we may quieten our hearts to listen, to hear, to know who you call us to be so that more and more we'll get to know your love through us. In Jesus' most precious name we pray. Amen. May I invite the stewards to come forward to take up the offering. Okay, now we come to the announcement segments of the service. First announcement, uh, TMAT is back. So TMAT is an initiative uh, from FCC to give to the transgender elderly uh, who may need help. So there's actually two donation options. One is group buy, one is cash donation. More information on how to donate, you can go to fcc.ly slash t-mat. The closing date for this donation is 26th of November and the delivery date is 3rd of December. If you've got any questions, you may WhatsApp Kim at the number listed. There's going to be a new online cell group starting in 2024. As you are aware, uh, since COVID time, we actually started the online broadcast service and actually there are quite a few new members that join us without stepping even Onto, uh, into FCC itself. So this new online cell group is, uh, we encourage overseas members who may not be able to join uh, physically to actually sign up for this. Uh, anybody else, you can just sign up and then see, we'll see how, how this will be actually arranged. So you may sign up at fcc.ly slash newonlinecg. So, as mentioned in the sermon, today and next Sunday, we actually have got two Christmas gifts-making sessions at uh, $8 each session. So today is actually the crochet-making. Uh, slots are still open, so you can still come in and join. You just need to come immediately after lunch at around 1 p.m. And then you can actually come and make some nice crochet. Yeah. Okay. Next Sunday will be some clay ornaments on 19th of November. Next uh, there's also a woman potluck lunch for women. So let me define this. Those who identify as gender, queer, non-binary or transgender are also welcome. So it's actually, uh, please sign up, register at fcc.ly slash ACE by 19th of November. Bring a dish or drinks uh, for lunch or dessert for three to five packs. So you may also sign up at the QR code. So we see that food is very popular because yeah, we also have lunch khakis. So if you're new to us and you do not know where to find lunch, where to what, you can actually uh, stay back for lunch khakis. Today's lunch khaki is Chua. She's raising her hand. So she'll bring you down. She'll share with you what FCC is all about, etc., etc. But other than physical nourishment, if you need some spiritual nourishment, after service, Shen will be up here to 
I wouldn't want to say answer any prayer request to pray with you. So if you have any prayer requests, you may come out immediately after service. You'll be here so that you may have some spiritual nourishment also. Now I invite uh, Pastor Pauline to come out and give benediction. Will you rise in body and spirit for the benediction? God of love and life, you breathe your very life into each one of us, that we may not only come to life, but that we may be vessels that will also give life to others. So now go. Go as God's people of love and life into this world that you may truly experience what it means to be life-giving as a community and that in, in and through your lives, others may experience our life-giving God. So now go and may our God of love and life go with you both now and always. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us for service today and may God's presence and peace go with you into the week. And... And as mentioned um, earlier, if any of you feel like you want someone to pray with you, uh, Shan will be over here.